0: Raving Lunatic Media presents Game Face, hosted by Nosy Nico Fresh and Matt Rockstar. Hey, hey, hey everybody, it's Matt Ruckstar. Along with me, Nosy Nico Fresh. What's up, Matt? In the words of Eminem. Is it that time again already? Oh, it's it Matt is back, Nico's back, back again. Go tell a friend. Uh, we are back here again. Under the Raving Lunatic Media umbrella to bring you another week of NBA basketball. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. And you got a lot of cans here. I think you've been getting hyped up. I have been so hyped up. You said cans here. I heard the word cancer. No. So I was like, whoa, No, you got buddy. four cans on your desk here. Yeah, two Dr. Pepper, one piece tea, and then one Celsius. These were not all today. I promise. I think you're ready to go. I am so hyped. Uh, But speaking of hype, let me really quickly get some... uh of our housekeeping out of the way. Uh, we are two members of Raven Lunatic Media. If you'd like to check out some of the other shows on this network such as Sci-Fi Malady, Cold Case Chase, Zodiac Task Force you can also catch the upcoming Quick Rants as well as also uh, episodes of The Janitor will be coming out soon as well. Make sure to check those out when they drop. You can check them out on our Discord server or you can go ahead and follow us on any social media platform at Raving lunatic media or zodiac task force but nico are you ready for this i'm ready i am so excited for this first segment because ladies and gentlemen it was a big hit last week we're going back to it it's time for around the horn
1: All right, going around the horn, we're going to start in the NHL, where there is a massive three team trade this week between the San Jose Sharks, Montreal Canadiens, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. My team. And my team for the
0: San Jose Sharks. So bear with me
1: here. I'm going to give you some Euro names. So, (laughs) Eric Carlson, he's the big prize in the deal, going to the Penguins, along with Rem Pitlick, prospect Dylan Hammerluke, and a third round pick in the 2026 draft. San Jose receives Jan Ruda, Mike Hoffman, Michael Granlund, and a conditional first-round pick in 2024. Montreal gets Jeff Petrie back for his second stint with the team, goalie Casey DeSmith, prospect Nathan Laguerre, and a second-round pick in 26. Carlson won the Norris Trophy last season as the top defenseman in the league, and he had over 100 points last year, which is really rare for a defenseman. He was the first guy since Brian Leach back in the
0: 90s. We had... We had a generational player. Why did we get rid of him? I love Eric, right? It's because you were paying him 11 mil a year. I think San Jose's retaining 1.5 mil, so. You, wait, you said that we were paying him 11 million a year. 11 million a year, Man, so. Man, going from NBA contracts where, like, guys are making 60 a year like hearing 11 mil my brain just went that's not a lot (laughs) yeah the best players in the nhl they'll get like
1: 13 i think mcdavid's making 12 or 13 matthews is right there with him so carlson making 11.5 for a defenseman that's a lot of money
0: yeah i guess so but i'm still upset that we lost him i'm so happy we got him this is gonna be a great year uh
1: you better treat him well our power play line is gonna be so great oh it definitely is (laughs) And the cat is out of the bag. So remember last week when I was telling you about the no-hitter, no-hitters kind of come in bunches. It happened again. Oh, no. Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Michael Lorenzen threw a no-hitter on Wednesday against the Washington Nationals, walking four, striking out five. It was the 14th no-hitter in Phillies history, and their first since Cole Hamels in 2015. I remember Cole Hamels very well. I remember his rookie season, and he officially retired last week. Did he really? He made me feel old. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, shoot, I remember this guy's rookie year in 08. Interesting. It was Lorenzen's first home start for Philly since being acquired from Detroit. So that's kind of a interesting little tidbit right there.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that, that is a little interesting.
1: Staying in the MLB, Red Sox second baseman Pablo Reyes, is he had the game in, still going on the week of his life against Kansas City. He had a double, stole a base, scored three runs, and hit a walk-off grand slam. Off the left field foul pole. And it was his first home run of the season. Hmm. Wait, only his first? His first home run of the season was a walk-off Grand Slam. (laughs) Alright, I guess open the door with a bang. (laughs) (laughs) And... Again, staying in the MLB, things got a bit heated between the Chicago White Sox and Cleveland Guardians. Cleveland third baseman Jose Ramirez slid safely into second, and Tim Anderson put the tag on him, held it for a bit, and then Ramirez looks looks up at him. It's kind of like, hey, yo, what's up? And he gets up, and they square off, duke up, and start fighting. Hmm. Anderson got a pretty good lick in on um, Ramirez, but then Ramirez just dropped him. Hmm. I think the announcer... Like had an awesome call. Like down goes
0: Anderson. Ah! <laughs> just just one shot dropped him. Yeah, yeah, basically. Oof, that's not good. Uh, what else you got for me? And today in the MLB, um, Blue Jays legend
1: Jose Bautista signed a one day contract to retire a member of the Blue Jays, the team where he made his big name.
0: Oh, I remember Bautista. Yeah, he
1: hasn't played since 2018, but he really. Came, yeah, he came back on a one day deal. He was like legendary too. Yeah, he had that walk-off home run in 2016 where he had that awesome bat flip playing Texas and then hmm. he got hit the next season and started that big fight with uh Rufnet Odor. Huh. And he just punched, he got punched in the
0: face. Did I can't remember who got punched actually. I feel like Bautista got punched. I feel like that's right. Did I I'm not very good with this, but him and Longoria played together, right? Longoria.
1: I don't think he played with Evan Longoria unless he played on him with him on like a rando team. Maybe. I'm not sure. Wasn't Longoria Uh, He was a Tampa Bay Ray. Oh, he was a Ray, not a Blue Jay. No, no, no. Why do I feel... Fi- wh- he played with Josh Donaldson.
0: That's what it was.
1: Him, yeah. Donaldson, and Edwin Encarnacion had... They are just a murderer's row of hitters in the middle of their lineup for like four years. I could see that. What else you got for me? Well, we got a bit of NBA news. Uh opening night of the NBA season will be on October 27th. Or October 24th, excuse me, according to Shams
0: of the Athletic. <gasps> we got a Shamalama ding-dong? Yes, we do. Uh by the way, cool fun thing that I recently did. Um, so we all know Adrian Wojnarowski, and what do we call it when Woj uh he like brings us news? What do we call it? That's called a Woj Bomb. But we don't have a name. For what Shams does, so I would like to officially petition for it to be called a Shamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's kinda I, I kind of do, too. <laughs> Hopefully it catches on. I hope it does as well. Uh, but continue uh, about opening night. So the premiere night will pit the L.A. Lakers against
1: the defending champion Denver Nuggets, who will raise their championship banner against the same team they beat in the Western Conference final last summer. Yeah, they held that L. The Lakers really put the L in Lakers Yeah they took that L The second game will feature the Golden State Warriors Playing host to the new look Phoenix Suns And Bradley Beal Both of these games will be on TNT We're going to have a TNT double header TNT double header That's the uh, panel that Shaq is on right yes jack and chuck yeah Shaq and chuck all right i'm pretty
0: sure they also uh released christmas day games too right they do i don't have that up um if you want to take a look at i that. will take a look at that real quick but let me ask you this while i'm looking for that what are you excited to see from these first two games
1: first two games i mean obviously you love seeing a banner raised a team like denver they've never won it right denver yeah it was their first title yeah this is their first time first title so that's cool you know they'll get a good turnout for that um Seeing LeBron, you know, season after he had the big record chase and everything, and obviously all the stuff that happened with Bronny, kind of how he reacts to it, how he comes out of the gate, hopefully he starts out strong, has mm-hmm. a strong year, stays healthy. And then second game, I mean, I love Steph Curry, see that dynamic with him, Clay coming back, Draymond coming back. Trying to run it back a bit. With Chris Paul, too. Coming With off Chris the bench. Paul. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> he's Curry like the Chris weird Ball.
0: one that you keep
1: forgetting because well, he's not a there. warrior. Their big three is Curry, Clay, and Dre.
0: Yeah, it's Clay, Dre, and Trey. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to see both of those games, but some of the games that I'm not really excited to see are these Christmas Day games. These are bad, Nico. These are really bad. First off, we're starting the night Bucks versus Knicks. That's In Madison it. Square Garden. It's it's a, it's bad.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, I'm not seeing a whole lot from New York. I mean, other than MSG hosting yeah. Giannis, I think that's what they're going for.
0: Yeah, I think that the, the Knicks have to play every year. Um, I think it's a rule. Yeah, I think it is a rule. Um, then we have Sixers versus Heat. I don't really understand this matchup. I, the, do, I do. It's going to be Joel Embiid versus Damian Lillard.
1: <laughs> when Dame finally goes to uh, uh, Miami.
0: No, this is this is the Tobias Harris over me game. <laughs> this is the Jimmy Butler revenge game. Uh, even though he's had like four of them already. Yeah. um Celtics Lakers. I guess I don't really understand the storyline no, there. You, I guess two you, storied franchises. Going you bet I'm watching other. that game. Yeah. Mavs Didn't, versus. Oh, continue. Quick. Um.
1: Quick rant. Didn't Tatum dunk on LeBron last Christmas Day? No, he dunked on Giannis.
0: Maybe I, No, he dunked I on Giannis remember. on Christmas Day. I know Tatum has dunked on LeBron. He now. has dunked on LeBron, but he dunked on Giannis last year. Yeah. Uh, next one, one that I'm kind of excited to see, is the Maverick Suns game. Um, this will be a revenge game for Devin Booker, who clearly can't touch Luka for whatever reason. Um they had the game two post-seasons ago where uh, Luca beat the crap out of the Suns so bad that Chris Paul hit a three to get him down by, like, 42. <laughs> and that cuts the lead down to 42! 42. To 42. <laughs> and then, finally, ending off the night, Warriors-Nuggets. Um, I guess pitting the past two champions against each other. Yeah, it's a pretty good Western Conference matchup. Yeah, I think some notable teams left off this list, though. Grizzlies. Left off this list, um, you could very much argue that the. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like I think the Grizzlies are really the only team that I feel is left off this list. Um, yeah, it's a little weird having the Knicks in there.
1: I'm not sure who you'd put in there instead of them, though.
0: Yeah, because um, nobody in the East is really touching any of these guys. Like the. The other teams that I could maybe see is, like, me, maybe watching, like, a Spurs, like... A Wemby game, Christmas like Day game? Like, Wemby Christmas Day game? But I'm not even super sold on Wemby, so, like... Well, what better way to get sold
1: on him than to see him take a step back three, miss it, and one-hand put back Jam on Christmas Day? I saw a highlight of him doing that yesterday. I was like, whoa.
0: Yeah, um, I guess the Cavs too. Cavs would be a good matchup. Cavs with Spida kind of left off of here. Um, if I was making a Christmas Day, we should do a Christmas Day schedule. Like redo that in one of these blocks real quick. That would be fun. That would be fun. But yeah, I think the Christmas Day isn't that strong. Um, but I think it's it's good enough. It is good enough. Yeah, I think they're if. I think if we're really looking at it, I think that certain teams deserve to be here, and I think certain teams don't. But I mean, you can really only fit so many games on Christmas.
1: Yeah, it's not like everybody's going to be watching every game. Like, I might pop into the Celtics game for a bit. It's not like I'm going to be carving out my whole day to go watch, you know, Bucks versus Knicks or Warriors Nuggets at 10 o'clock at night on
0: Christmas Day. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, I think what they should do is they should have every team play on christmas no absolutely not (laughs) from midnight to midnight (laughs) that would be horrible could you imagine that that would be so funny it would be hilarious but it would be so bad it would but it would make them so much money yeah (laughs) that's true at any point just like playing a game
1: they would need a really long like hype song for it remember last year they had a hype song for the nba on christmas day i've still got it in my playlist i love that song but the rapper he'll like name drop all the players playing all the big names Hmm. so if you had all 30 teams playing how is he gonna name drop at least one of every one player on every team throughout the whole song like a
0: five minute song it would be more than a five minute song (laughs) yeah (laughs) you would you you would maybe get one player from each team Barely. Barely one player from each team. That's, that's only 30 names. That's not that bad. I'm sure... Yeah, but does every can, team
1: have a player worth mentioning? Give me a team. The Utah Jazz. Lori Markinen. The Toronto Raptors. Pascal Siakam.
0: Is he even going to be there? That's true. This coming season? That's true, because there was another Shamalama ding-dong... Uh, that's actually a really good transition, Nico. Thank you for that. Uh, there was another Shamalama ding-dong uh, a little bit ago, but it was there was a trade rumor that was going around between the Hawks and the Raptors. Uh, Shams reported that the deal initially included uh, DeJounte Murray, but because he signed his contract extension, he was no longer eligible. So the trade package would be Pascal Siakam going to Atlanta, and then them getting DeAndre Hunter, A.J. Griffin, and draft compensation, which from what Shams reported was two picks, uh, one first round pick, and then a pick swap, which for Pascal Siakam seems like almost nothing.
1: Yeah, that's a little, it seems kind of steep. I don't know. I mean, Siakam, is a good player, but I think he's a bit overrated in yeah. the sense that a couple years ago he was getting a lot of hype, like, oh, he's the next up-and-coming big man.
0: Well, I'm pretty sure he was... I, I, this might be false, but I'm pretty sure he's a two-time MIP, most improved. Is that even allowed? How, how can you be MIP twice?
1: I'm pretty sure it was, like, back-to-back, too. That, that shouldn't be possible. Because pr- I remember when be. Ja won MIP, the next year he was in the MVP talk. If That was last if, year. If you win MIP and you improve more, wouldn't you
0: by default being like (laughs) Like an MVP MVP talk? Yeah. Well, like I think it was more of a, or no, I don't think he got it, but I think he was like in the top three or something like that. But this is a bad trade. It really contextualizes why the Hawks got rid of John Collins for basically nothing though. um, because they were like, "Oh, we're getting Siakam," but I guess trade talks fell through, and now they're just bad. And if they got more
1: for Collins, they could have either offered more or just had more after a potential Siakam trade.
0: Yeah, what are the Hawks doing? Um, they got to get Trey out of there. They got they they got to do something. Like they're just in this, they're in the exact same place that the Blazers were like three years ago, where Dame is like at the top of his game, Trey is. At the top of his game, and he has maybe one supporting cast member on his team in Dejounte Murray. While Dame maybe also had one supporting cast member per year. Yeah, so Jeremy Grant,
1: like, Nurkic,
0: <laughs> Jeremy Nurk. He had Josh Hart for a little bit. Once CJ left, it was kind of kind of weak. Yeah. Did you also see the news about the Josh Hart contract? Eighty-one million, four years.
1: I I did hear a snippet about it.
0: I think. Um, I think it's a good contract. I think it really contextualizes Jalen Brunson's contract. So because Josh Hart is now making like, I think it's 19.7 per year or something like that. Jalen Brunson is making 26 mil a year. So it really goes like, "Oh, Jalen Brunson's not making that much, actually, but in reality, Jalen Brunson is still making 26 million dollars a year.: That's a lot of, <laughs> I wish
1: I could make 19.5 million for being like 2K
0: generic. Josh Hart is good. Josh Hart is good. He's a great rebounder and he's only six foot six or something like that.
1: Sounds like somebody we could use. (laughs) He's below
0: six foot eight. That's the threshold. I forget who said this, but somebody said like Josh Hart is the best six foot six rebounder of all time (laughs) what but I think that's about it for news right um it did
1: remind me two other things that kind of quickly just happened Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Stapps Porzingis are pulling out of FIBA because Hmm? I think they both have lower body injuries Uh uh-oh I know I think Porzingis has a foot thing he did post a whoa, video. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, what? <laughs>
1: he posted a video of him practicing with Team Latvia. He's Latvian. Yeah, Latvian.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so hopefully he'll be all right for the season. And then Giannis, I'm not sure what happened. <gasps> Where the
0: frick is Latvia?
1: <laughs> I had to think of the video. Like, wait. <laughs> and I didn't tell you this yet, but out of the two of us, I'm the only person who's ever been on ESPN radio as of yesterday. What? So I called into the Rob Dibble show You did to to try to win concert tickets, and he was playing a game of, where does this um, NFL coach coach? I had no idea who they were talking about, but I'm like, okay, I'll see if if I can win. They were giving away 50 cent tickets. The concert is tonight. Mm -hmm. Somebody won it. A whole bunch of people dropped off the call line. So they're like, oh, everybody wanted to go see 50 cent. The other concert was like three guys from Creed. It's a side project band. Yeah. So I go, okay, I'll try to call in. I can hear the radio show on my phone. I didn't talk to any producers or anything, which is what I thought would happen. Like, they get your name, where you're calling from, nothing. All of a sudden, I hear one of the hosts go, Hey, um, producer guy, who do we have next? She's like, I have no idea. Like, okay, caller, who's this? I go, Oh, shoot. That's me. I go, hey, what's up guys? It's Nico. <laughs> you like, should have plugged the show.
0: You should have went plugged the show. through my
1: mind. I'm like, oh, this would be an awesome place to go plug the show. I'm like, I can't be that guy. I can't do that. Go
0: watch Game Face. Go <laughs> watch Game Face.
1: So he gives me some coach. I had, I don't even remember who it was. I don't remember what two of the other teams were. One of them was the Giants. So I'm like, I'm going with them.
0: I have a one in three chance. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I. I envy you, but have you been on the Athletics No Dunk show? No. uh, Well, yes, I got referenced. Yeah, from my email. You referenced me. I am your roommate. Who, diehard Celtics fan. Yes. Um, But yeah, like, this worries me. The Giannis and not not really the Giannis stuff. That doesn't worry me as much as Porzingis. Yeah. Who's getting paid $30 million by the Celtics. Is he do you think he's gonna be cleared for the start of the season? I think he
1: will. I haven't heard really what it is. There's some kind of foot injury. Hopefully something will come out in the next week or two, whether he'll play for Latvia or if he's just gonna shut it down until training camp, which mm-hmm. is kind of what I hope he does. Like yeah. obviously I'm always gonna support a guy playing for their country in any sport, especially hockey. But
0: <laughs> Yeah. I I I question the Celtics a lot right now.
1: I still think it's a good move. I still like the team we got, but it does make me a little uneasy.
0: Yeah. But speaking of uneasy, let's talk about something that doesn't make us uneasy, and that is some of the awesome ads here because it's time for an ad break, and then we're coming back after the commercial break to talk to you about some more power rankings. We'll be right back. Hi, thank you for listening to this Raving Lunatic product. If you love Raving Lunatic media, then you may have heard of my show, one of the original shows, Cold Case Chase. Um, hold on one second. You know, I love this song, but we need something a little bit more hip. Uh, DJ, spin something a little different for me. That's a bit better. Now, if you like Unsolved, Occult, some strange things happening in this world, then you'll like my show, Cold Case Chase. Search it up on any podcasting platform that you listen to. Once again, that's Cold Case Chase. Season four is coming out as we speak, and you won't regret listening. We'll see you next time. And we're back with Game Face. Are you ready for our next topic, Nico? I'm very ready. It made me a little angry last time we talked about this, but... I think you're still recovering from that a little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) I mean, what
1: are we talking about in this segment? So we're still talking off-season power rankings. So these are from NBC Sports. It's their basically way too early NBA power rankings for the upcoming season. So... I'll give you a quick rundown of who was in the top 10, and then we'll go 11 through 20. So number one, we had the Phoenix Suns, followed by the Denver Nuggets, and one that made you really mad, my team, the Boston Celtics. (sighs) (laughs) After them, the Milwaukee Bucks, LA Lakers at five, Philly at six, at number seven, the Sacramento Kings, number eight, Cleveland Cavaliers, nine, New York Knicks, and 10, your boys the memphis
0: grizzlies why were the grizzlies so low? Uh, Never. we already talked about this <laughs> last time let's
1: continue with the power rankings yeah if you want to hear matt's uh, bit on that go listen to episode two <laughs> yeah <laughs> where i got way too mad about stupid things so number 11 we have the minnesota timberwolves our team to be two years away for probably going on eight years now oh their
0: notable offseason move was signing Shake Milton. I love Shake. Um, so, we talked in episode one about some dame trades. And I feel like if the Timberwolves get rid of Cat, I feel like immediately they get better. Is that weird? No, it's not. I, I see where you're going with that. Um, I don't like they're, the Timberwolves are trying to have the best of both worlds where they're trying to have Cat be the leader of this team and Ant be the leader of this team at the same time. And it's not working out. Cat isn't a leader. I don't think he ever will be, which is a sad thing to say because I love Carl anthony Towns up until about last year. Um, So it's a little sad that I have to say that I think the Timberwolves are a little overrated here. I don't think that they're the 11th best team. Um...
1: I think that's putting a lot of pressure on Anthony Edwards to have not a breakout season because he did that last year, but like to continue his upward trend, which like, they're putting all of it on Ant, and the cat and Rudy Gobert pair, which is clearly not working out.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at the last like seven times that two big men have been paired up like that. Did it work when DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis did it? No, no. Uh, it's, it's so it's not going to work here either. <laughs> Um, So I think we really just have to see where Ant goes. I think Ant kind of has that dog in him. I mean, he's been balling out in FIBA. He struggled a little bit in the first half of his first FIBA game, but he picked it back up. So I'm excited to see where he goes. But I think that if they get rid of Cat, I think they'll be a little higher, especially depending on what they get. But I think that the Timberwolves are a little overrated here. Yeah, I agree with you there. So number 12, we have the OKC Thunder. They
1: signed Patty Mills, Victor Oladipo, and Davis Bertans. Davis
0: Bertans. Um, Way overrated. I understand Shai and where he is. I understand Josh Giddey and where he is. Um, Lou Dort, great defender. What about the rookie season of the unicorn himself, Chet Chet Holmgren? Holmgren? Chet is going to be an interesting... I'll say this. If Chet balls out, and Chet actually is what people said he was going to be. Then yeah, I'll give this a properly rated, but I don't think that the Oklahoma City Thunder is a top half league.
1: Yeah, I hope he works out. I'd like to see where um how he develops, especially with a guy like Shai and then, you know, both Jay Wills, which always confuses me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um to have the Thunder over some teams that I see below them right now is astounding to me and they're really buying this youth movement a bit too much. These guys are still really young. Like yeah, I besides think Sh- I think Shy's one of their oldest players. Yeah,
1: I think they're buying into that youth movement a little bit
0: early. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Grizzlies, like the Grizzlies had still have an amazing youth movement, but like I can recognize that they're not like the best team in the league and the only way that they are going to be the best team in the league is if they trade some of this youth to get a bit better. Like older guys on their team. I think they're really banking on Chet working out though. Yeah. To pair him with Shai. Which is scary because for players like those,
1: it's always a little bit risky. Yeah. So I think I'm going to start getting a little irritated here seeing these next two teams. Oh, me too. <laughs> Number 13, Golden State Warriors. I don't think this is a justified spot for a team with Steph Curry and Clay
0: Thompson on it. Hmm. Especially under OKC. Yeah. I don't know. What were some of their notable offseason moves here? They got rid of um
1: Draymond Green's buddy over there, Jordan Poole. No more Pool Party. They signed Chris Paul and lost Dante DiVincenzo.
0: This is one of the thing like i I'm pretty sure I last episode when I re ranked the top ten, I put them I put them in the top ten. Because you cannot tell me that the Probably the greatest player of the late twenty twenty teens in Steph Curry is anything below top ten. Like Curry, Curry carried this team to an NBA championship. Yeah, he dragged them a couple years ago. And you're telling me that you're not going to be putting this team in a top ten? Like this is super disrespectful. The Golden State Warriors won the championship. Two years ago, and their team doesn't look that different. They added one of the best point guards of all time in Chris Paul to develop some of the talent on their bench for a reason. Because they know that eventually, one day Curry's going to be gone, and they want these guys to develop a little bit on their bench. But this is way too low for the Warriors. This is almost disrespectfully low. I don't see how you can put
1: a team that won the title two years ago under... At least a team that didn't make the
0: playoffs. In, they're under in the thunder. They're underneath the thunder, the Timberwolves, the Knicks, the Lakers. That, that's not right. I'd the say, team that they beat in the Sacramento Kings. Like I love the Kings, but the Warriors are clearly better than them. You got to put some respect on their name. A hundred percent. This is way too low. Number fourteen.
1: Another one that's way too low. The Miami Heat. They just made it to the NBA Finals last year. Could be getting Dame. He's not there yet, so you can't like grandfather him in yet. But still, they made it to the Finals. They have Jimmy Butler. They still have Tyler Hero. And I think they still have Duncan Robinson, right? Yep. So they got shooters coming and off Bam. the bench. And Bam. They got Bam Adebayo. I don't see how you can put them below non-playoff teams.
0: Yeah, and they just signed Thomas Bryant, too. Um, and Thomas Bryant, great defender, great big guy. Um, I I question so many things on NBC Sports right now. Like, obviously Miami loses both of their their guys uh, in Max Struess and uh, Gabe Vincent. That's true. Um, who were two amazing guys, but I don't think that they're moving the needle that much. I think you can really find guys like that off the free agency market or off the, the, the buyout market, too. So Especially like, with a coach like Eric Spolstra. He can just... Yeah pump them out. Spo is that type of guy. Spo is him. (laughs) He's that guy, pal. Yeah, he is that guy. So I'm going to say way underrated with the Miami Heat, but I don't think that they crack the top 10.
1: So number 15, we have the Dallas Mavericks. So looking at it on the surface, you'd think a team with Luka, with Kyrie, they'd be a little higher, but I think this is a good spot for them.
0: Yeah, I think that this is exactly where they should be. Um... What are some of their notable offseason moves? Well, they got Seth Curry, and they traded for Rashawn Holmes. Okay, okay. I can respect the Rashawn Holmes signing because they do not, like, besides Dwight Powell, I think they still have Christian Wood too, right? Do they? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they do. So their their bigs are getting a bit better. I think 15 is exactly where the Mavericks should be. I like to joke around and say that the Mavericks are a poverty franchise, which they kind of are. I mean, you can really see it last year when they signed Kyrie and then tanked to get the number 10 pick or whatever. I really don't know why Kyrie re-signed. That didn't make any sense. Yeah, it didn't to me either. I a lot of this is going to come down to, does Kyrie play this year? Who's going to play off-ball, though? Like, Luca's not going to play off-ball. It's his team. Yeah.
1: And Kyrie doesn't play off-ball. He's got the best handles probably ever.
0: Yeah. This reminds me a lot of when... uh Chris Paul went to the Rockets, where Chris Paul, great passer, but he's pretty ball dominant. And that was when they had James Harden, right? Exactly. That does, yeah. It, it doesn't the make same a lot of thing. sense. But I mean, hey, they can maybe make it work. I think that they'll be a good play in team this year. <laughs> Sounds about right. Moving on to number 16 the
1: Indiana Pacers, signing Bruce Brown. They traded for Obi Toppin and
0: drafted Juris Walker. I'm a I'm a big big fan of Jarris Walker. I'm excited to see what he does his rookie year. Because the Pacers, the past couple of years, they've been able to really like develop young guys. Yeah, they got some good guys they got when they got
1: um Tyrese Halliburton from Sacramento. They still got Miles Turner, great defender. Oh yeah. Obi Toppin at forward.
0: They have uh, Jeremy Sokan. No no, what's his name? Um 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 Oh my goodness, the Pacers six man. Um I'm forgetting his name right now. It's not Malcolm Brogdon. He plays up in Boston. No. Oh, my goodness. What is his name? I'm going to really hate myself. He's Canadian, I'm pretty sure. Where did they draft Jaris Walker? Bene- Benedict Matherin. Ben Matherin, that's right. Um, Ben Matherin is going to be great this year. They also, I'm pretty sure they're the people that got Max Struess. Or they? I'm pretty sure. Well, he maybe? he would be in the offices and moves. Uh, they signed him. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I think Ben Matherin's a good breakout candidate for this season. Oh, and they just signed Bruce Brown. So they they they're gonna be a great team this year. I think that they're gonna be like. I think this is perfectly rated for them. They got Aaron Neesmith apparently, and Daniel Tice. Aaron Neesmith. Don't get me started on him. Waste of a pick. Absolute waste. <laughs> they have Buddy Heald, too. Great shooter. Andrew Nemhard, who they drafted uh, two years ago, or maybe it was last year. He's a great rookie. Uh, he's a great young guy, not a rookie anymore. Obi Toppin, who the Knicks wasted, like legitimately wasted. I think the Pacers are going to be a good team this year. I think that they'll be probably probably a seventh seed this year. So I say properly rated. All right, and number 17, the LA Clippers.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) The perpetually injured big two of Kawhi Leonard and Paul
0: George. The only reason Norman Powell scores 22 points a game is because (laughs) Kawhi and PG can never be there. This This team is, if Kawhi and PG are healthy all year, which they won't be, this team is underrated. But since they are not going to be healthy all year, and it's most likely that Kawhi's going to play maybe 40 games at the most. Yeah, you probably get half a season out of Kawhi. They'll play together PG. for like 15,
1: and then PG will play another half a season.
0: Yeah, this will be a good play-in team. So I say that they're a little overrated. I think they should be a little bit lower, but I don't think there are a lot of teams in these last couple ones that really belong above them. Yeah, it's just
1: that health factor. You, you don't know. You do know that they're going to be injured, but you don't know.
0: Yeah. I I guess. It's it's gonna be interesting. I love that the uh I love that the first sentence that NBC Sports writes here is the Clippers played stretches of ball last season without Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. Shocker. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that they're 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 around where they should be maybe just a little bit too high. Yeah, I agree with that. Moving
1: on to number eighteen, the New Orleans Pelicans who signed Cody Zeller and lost Jackson Hayes.
0: Well, going from injury to injury here, going from PG and Kawhi to Zion Williamson, who also can't stay on the court healthy because of whatever reasons. And we're not even going to get into the stuff that happened with him in the offseason here with, uh, what's what's her name, Moira Mills, the lady who he was apparently entangled with. Um, you still have bi you still have cj you still have uh great bench players i i say properly rated yeah they're kind of like
1: the clippers where you've got those big names but they're either not available or
0: the team around them is just not strong enough to support that i i can definitely see that the the Pelicans will probably be in 8th seed, maybe even in somewhere between 8 to 10, I feel. Yeah, hopefully we'll see a healthy Zion and they can uh, maybe crack that top 10. I hope so. I, ho- I hope I hope Zion MVP season. I'm not a huge Zion fan, mostly because I'm a Grizzlies guy and Ja Ja was the best player in that draft. I'm not going to argue with that, but I do I do love Zion. I
1: do it, It's a shame we haven't been able to see him for really his whole career since
0: Duke. Yeah. I, I think if you're redrafting that 2018 draft, which maybe we will do one day, I'm, I'm sure that Jago's won. Are you trading for the number one pick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Grizzlies trade Mike, me. Mike Conley and, and uh, the second pick for Literally the pick. everybody you have. <laughs> yeah. Um, but continuing.
1: All right. Number 19, a team that made a lot of moves in the offseason, the Houston Rockets, hmm. who signed Freddie Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, Jeff Green, Jack Landale and lost KJ Martin. Drafted Amon Thompson in what was it top five? I think. Yeah, I think he was number five or no number four. Number, number four. Number four. That sounds right. Cam Whitmore and lost KJ Martin.
0: I think this is going to be really, really controversial. I think the Rockets are way too low. I think, I think the Rockets are, I think the Rockets are going to be a top fifteen
1: team. I think they can be a playoff team if um Cam Whitmore and Hey Amen Thompson
0: develop. Cam well. Cam Whitmore balled out in summer league, and so if him and Amen, I, I I keep calling him Amen, Amen. If him and Amen like really get playing time this year, you put them under the tutelage of Freddie Van Yeat. You have Jalen Green still there. You just signed Dylan Brooks, who's a defensive stopper. You still have uh, what's his face? Um, oh my goodness. Uh uh, uh uh who's their big guy i'm forgetting their big guy's name i i, he, can, I can picture him he's he's the european guy who has a
1: great footwork um i don't know but they still have um jalen green from i think they drafted him last year jalen green two years ago two years ago
0: yeah they drafted Jalen green two years ago they're going to have a great year i think as long as the biggest thing is is Freddie van Yeet, is he going to like become the guy that they need to be like the leader who really helps out this team that is a big x factor for them i mean freddie knows how
1: to do it he's been on a championship team before with toronto in 2018 with Kawhi, and hopefully he can bring that down to houston
0: yeah in is is Shang-Goon, his name alprin right. shangun I, I could see his face in my mind too. but i couldn't i couldn't get the name Yeah. But like listen to some of these guys. Like they still have Jabari Smith Jr., who they drafted last year, I want to say, who great player. He kind of balled out last year. They still have Kevin Porter Jr., who's a little bit of a flight risk. Um, Amin Thompson, Cam Whitmore, Freddie Van Yeet. They got Dylan Brooks. Tari Eason is still on this team, which is a good, good boost for them. I think they make one more move for like maybe a backup big guy. Playoff team. That's a that's a pretty solid playoff team. So, I think they're a little low, in my, in my opinion. I agree with you there.
1: Number 20, we have a team who's had a big fall from grace, the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, man. After they had their fire sale the past couple of years, they signed Dennis Smith Jr. and Lonnie Walker IV. But, remember, they traded for Mikhail Bridges and Cam
0: Johnson in the uh, Kevin Durant trade. Yeah. I'm glad that they got something. I'm glad that they have, what's-his-face now, Mikael and Cam Johnson. I think Mikael, he's been balling out in, I'm pretty in sure, Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had like two
1: 40-point games or something I like think that. he was averaging like 30 a game after the trade.
0: Yeah, I think that he's going to be a good number one option. I think that you really just need to find that number two. I know. I think they have Spencer Dinwiddie on that team still. Yeah, they got him back. And don't forget, they still have Ben Simmons. <laughs>
1: He does still play basketball.
0: Yeah, I think they need to ship Benno Be- Benetto out. Um, they got they got Clax though. Clax, the Clax. who f- somehow missed thirteen free throws. Weren't we watching that game? We were watching that, that was game. was Horrible. We're it like, oh, don't bad. foul Claxton. <laughs> no, it was Hacka Clax. <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy when I said that out loud. Shack was probably watching the game. Like, hey, I've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me back in the day. <laughs> I, I think that this is a, probably around where the Brooklyn Nets should be. I, I think that this is okay for them. Like, they have a, a promising future, but not much left.
1: I can see a team that can leapfrog them pretty quickly, the Orlando Magic, who signed Joey. Oh, wait, I, th- I thought that was the end. Well, through 20, right? Oh, sorry, my bad. I jumped the gun. Well, <laughs> I still think the Magic can uh, jump them.
0: Yeah. But. If we're going back, uh, going 11 through 20 real quick, Um if we're going 11 through 20 I I think at the end of this what we should definitely do is like do our rankings that would be cool that would be really fun so maybe uh, when we get to number 30 like me and Nika will write out where we think teams should be Um, but as for right now I think uh, in 11 through 20 I think that this is really bad (laughs) I think that NBC Sports really messed this up but what do you guys think Maybe you think that NBC is correct and that we're idiots, but who knows? When we come back from the break, though, what we do know is we're going to be redrafting the 2014 NBA draft in Must or Bust. We'll be right back after these messages.
2: And now, a public message for the private audience from the Ministry of Department of Safe Warnings, a division of Subsidiary. Good evening. I'm Dr. Klaatu of the Ministry of Department of Safe Warnings, Division of Subsidiary, Health Corporation, Incorporated. Good evening. Recently, we've all come out of a pandemic, which as many of you know, means global. Although we are happy to be putting this behind us, a new ailment is starting to appear in different parts of the world. Unlike other ailments, which can cause buboes to appear under the arm, pimples to cover the body, or microchips to appear in the bloodstream, this malady causes one to view excessive amounts of science fiction dramas and analyze them to a sometimes excruciating detail. Doctors are calling this the Sci-Fi Malady. Three main symptoms of this are first, overanalyzing human emotion and interaction. We call this symptom the Scott Symptom. This
1: movie needs to delve more into the human condition.
2: Second is ripping about military or logistical failures of a film to an almost excruciating detail. Bombers in space? Really? Really? The final symptom is an excessive amount of rage, followed by apathy, followed by a strange love for sci-fi schlock. We call this the Rage Master. Ah! This writing's is so just Abrams! You know what? I give up. I don't even care. Scott, you're right. You're right. I'm right. I'm wrong. You're right. Whatever! What's next? Ooh, Star Crash? Should you or anyone you know begin to exhibit these symptoms to any degree, tune in to Sci-Fi Malady Podcast to see how your illness has progressed. Thank you and good night.
0: And we are back with Game Face. Nico, that was a long and awesome segment that we just had, but are you ready for another long and awesome segment? Let's go. It's time for Muster Bust. In this segment, Nico and I take a random draft and we say, can we do it better? Of course we can. Who are the best players from this draft? Were they a must or are they a bust? And today we're talking the 2014 NBA draft. Now, when I remember this draft, I remember four or five players. Um, But I realized as soon as we hopped into this draft that there were way more than four or five players. And it was honestly hard to only keep this to 14. All the good players are drafted in the
1: second round in this draft. <laughs> like looking through the first round. It's like, okay, that guy, that guy. And I go through the second round. i like, oh, there's the best player in the draft. Oh, hey, there's another top five player. Yeah.
0: There were so many players in the second round that just really popped off eventually. Which goes to show, don't go over that second apron. You can still find gems in the second round. All right, all right, whatever. <laughs> but... Starting with the official number one pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers originally selected Andrew Wiggins. But Nico, I think we have the same top three, so who is the number one pick from this draft? Well, that's the same guy that just won an NBA title, won
1: two MVPs in a row, won finals MVP, the Joker, Nikola Jokic.
0: Nikola Jokic going number one, no argument there. No argument at all. Two MVPs, almost a third this past year. Um, there was one uh, one Finals MVP, uh, Championship, All-Star. What more could you ask from a, a player? whole lot of behind-the-back passes. A whole lot. I don't think we really have to dwell on that pick. But going on to number two, Milwaukee selected Jabari Parker. But who do we have taking this trophy? The current MVP, Joel Embiid. Ooh, could you imagine Joel and Giannis on the same team?
1: I can't. But I had to put them best available in Beats just that good, plus Giannis wasn't the freak yet. Yeah. In twenty fourteen, so you can't
0: fault them for that. Yeah. I I find it very funny that Jabari Parker That pick didn't age well. Did not age well. But he, he, he was can, good for a couple years. He can say he was picked over Joel Embiid. <laughs> yeah. Dad, What is, what is your crowning achievement? Being picked the pick before the reigning MVP. Um, but yeah, Joel Embiid, MVP, can't make it out of the second round. Scoring title, I want to say. I think so. This past year, I want to say scoring title. Um, but yeah, moving on to pick number three, where Philadelphia actually selected Joel Embiid. And we both have the same pick, I'm pretty sure, here as well. Who are you going with? One of the men who ruined the dunk contest, Zach Levine. <laughs> ruin, ruin the dunk contest, but in the best way. <laughs> um, Zach Levine, I also have him going here. Um, uh, just talented player, dunk contest winner. I think that he is just a solid pick, and he is going to Philadelphia. Um, going in on... Pick number four, originally Aaron Gordon going to Orlando. Who do you have going to Orlando, though? Oh, you can call me a homer, but uh, former DPOY Marcus Smart. Interesting. Okay. He
1: originally went number six to Boston, so I'm moving him up two spots.
0: I have Orlando taking Aaron Gordon still. I you think
1: want those guys that ruin
0: the dunk contest. <laughs> um, much like Zach Levine. Great guy, great role player, I think um, solid in those first couple years especially, Um, and then kind of continuing, obviously NBA champion now, Um, three-time dunk contest winner, runner-up, and I think he's just a solid player. Didn't he jump over a car? Or maybe Shaq in a throne who jumped over
1: Shaq on the th- on the throne I have no clue I remember Aaron Gordon jumped over Taco though I am going to look it up and th- tell it next week okay I'm going to figure out who jumped over Shaq in a throne
0: I know that um Aaron Gordon did the jump over Taco and then he did the drone dunk which was really bad all I care about is the Shaq dunk <laughs> um But yeah, continuing on, pick number five, Utah originally selected Dante Exum, who maybe didn't pan out the way they thought he would. Um, I'm pretty sure he's playing for Australia in FIBA, though. But hey. Uh, But who do you have going here number five to Utah? The guy that went number one in the draft and moved him down to number five, Andrew Wiggins. Okay, okay, okay. I have here, going to Utah, Marcus Smart. Uh, So we weren't pretty far off with Marcus Smart. Uh, Well, now he's kind of both of our guys. That's true. Yeah, he's (laughs) your guy now. I'm going to call you a homer. (laughs) Marcus Smart's way too high, just like Dylan Brooks last week. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think Marcus Smart, DPOY, consistently on Defensive Player uh, of uh, the Year watches, um, great heart of the team so I think that he belongs here pretty high up top 5 pick Um, moving on number 6 went to Boston and they originally like you said before picked Marcus Smart but who do you have going to Boston here? Aaron Gordon which I think would have been really cool to see him in green I think so too. Um, I think that you guys maybe could have used a little bit of the offense that year too. Yeah, twenty fourteen. We had Isaiah Thomas back then. So imagine a. Was that the the big three of Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, and Isaiah, or, and Jay Crowder? It was. Yeah, that the dark days of our big two being Jay
1: Crowder, Avery Bradley. We had Isaiah Thomas coming off the bench, who was our sixth man. I we didn't have a big man. We haven't had a big man until Kristaps. So. From Kelly Olenek to Chris Stapps Porzingis. Yeah, right? (laughs) So imagine having Isaiah Thomas and then Aaron Gordon just flying through the air for those lobs. I think it would have been really cool.
0: That would have been fun. Um, I have Boston getting the original number one pick of this draft, Andrew Wiggins. Also would have been cool. That also would have been pretty, pretty fun. Um, Continuing on, pick number seven originally... Uh, the Lakers picked Julius Randle. Who do you have them picking now? I got him taking Julius Randle. <laughs> Me too.
1: <laughs> I can only hear Julius Randle's name in the voice of those two guys from Monsters Inc. The Mr. Sullivan, the voice <laughs> Julius Randle. I can only hear Julius Randle.
0: <laughs> I, I don't like know that. why. Um, Julius Randle, originally going to the Lakers here, uh, he's had these like an every other year type of guy where he has. One good year, one bad year, one good year, one bad year. So I think that he's pretty much here. Uh, Former most improved player. I remember that. Um, And he's rotting away on the New York Knicks with Jalen Brunson right now. He's kind
1: of just a solid NBA player. Yeah. Which isn't bad for number seven.
0: Yeah. Moving on to number eight, the Sacramento Kings uh, realized that they couldn't draft at this point and picked Nick Stauskas. Who do you have going number eight overall, Nico? A man who just made himself a lot of money in Portland, Jeremy Grant. We also have the same person going here. Jeremy Grant is going to Sacramento for us. Um, he he's a good player. He's like average. Like that's how I would discuss him. Like, yeah. The rest of this draft is just really solid NBA starters. Yeah. Like, like
1: all the stars are gone, but they're solid NBA players.
0: Yes, I completely agree. Um, but moving on here to pick number nine, uh, going to Charlotte was Noah Vonley, but he is not playing in the league anymore. I'm pretty These sure.
1: These past two real life picks are guys that were either on our G League team or rotting away on our bench. The past like I think last season. They really? Both, yeah, Vonley played for the Celtics last year, <laughs> and Stauskas. I remember we signed him to like a G League contract or something, and he was like going off, so no. we brought him up and nothing ever happened,
0: oh, man, that's true. Oh, poor Nick Stauskas and Noah Vonleh. But who do you have going here, number nine to Charlotte? Spencer Dinwiddie, another solid point guard. Okay, I, I like that pick. I kind of have a very similar player going there, and Jordan Clarkson uh, going to Charlotte. I Could you imagine a backcourt of LaMelo Ball and Jordan Clarkson? That'd be pretty, co- pretty cool. A lot of offense, no defense, though. <laughs> yeah, right? But now moving on to pick number 10. I didn't realize that Philly had two picks in the top 10. Uh, Philly ended up picking Alfred Payton uh, with this pick. But who do you have going to Philly? Jordan Clarkson. Okay, so we just kind of switched those around. I have Philly yeah. taking Spencer Dinwiddie. So we just flipped them. They're essentially the same player. A lot of offense, no defense. Yeah. One of them is in a lot more uh, into uh, crypto a lot more than the other, though. <laughs> Yeah, Philly really hit on one pick in this draft and not the other one. Yeah, Alfred Payton, I remember his hair, and that's about it. (laughs) Continuing on, pick number 11, Denver took Dougie McBuckets, a.k.a. Dougie McDermott, one of my brother's favorite players for absolutely no reason. When I was looking at the draft, I was
1: typing in Doug McDermott, and all I could hear in my mind was you going, Dougie McBuckets! Dougie McBuckets!
0: Like, I didn't even know if it was the same guy, so I'm glad you cleared that up. I am so happy that that nickname, I don't know if that ever caught on. I'll have to check his basketball reference page. In my, in my mind, that's his name. He nickname. is Dougie McBuckets. <laughs> Um, But who do you have here going instead of Dougie McFresh? Denver. I've got them taking Bogdan Bogdanovich. Interesting. Okay, I have Clint Capella going here. All right, all right. Two solid guys. Um, Clint, very solid starting center, which at this point Denver kind of needs now that they don't have Jokic uh, there, um, as well as Denver could probably use just some scoring in general. Bogey going there, uh but continuing number twelve. Orlando originally took Dario Saric, aka Super Dario. uh Who do you have going to Orlando though? yusef Nurkic.
1: Okay, the Nurk man. I'm really going on a. There's a run on European players in my draft
0: right now. Yeah, I can definitely see going from the. You just have two players with the 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 C that yeah, has the, the thing the I, tilde I, I, over it. Yeah, I made sure to
1: put in the special character. Yeah.
0: <laughs> for fun. I could definitely see Yusef being very useful in Orlando. Just another tall guy. Um, I have Orlando here taking Kyle Anderson. Slow-mo. Slow-mo. I'm pretty sure he recently um, got rid of his U.S. citizenship or something like that. Really? Yeah, so that he could play on China's team for Interesting. FIBA. Interesting. I want to
1: say. That's some Enos Cantor stuff right there.
0: Yeah, it was weird. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's only like 20 percent chinese interesting um but yeah i think slow good player he might just get the grizzlies bump from me so i have nostalgia from him um he has the weirdest jankiest slowest shot in the entire world i hate his shot like playing with it in 2k is so bad it is um Continuing on, we have originally the 13th pick going to Minnesota, and they took the Dunk King himself, Zach Levine. But who do you have going here 13 to Minnesota? Got him a little bit lower than you, Clint Capella. Okay, Clinty boy, Clinty fresh. Um, I can definitely see Clint Capella just in the old T-Wolves jerseys, like the ones that KG used to wear. Yeah, yeah. For whatever weird reason, I can totally see him in that. Uh, I hear... At number 13, have T.J. Warren going here to Minnesota. Good scorer. Um, I could not tell you where he currently plays because he just bounces around the league so much. I want to say he's a clipper. Maybe. I don't actually know. Um, But solid guy able to play i'm pretty sure he originally got drafted to the suns and he balled out there so the first couple of years for minnesota won't change that much because zach levine also balled out there anyways but finishing this up pick number 14 originally was tj warren going to phoenix uh, but where do you have phoenix going here kyle anderson who i didn't really know was
1: that I feel like young, but 2014, that was nine years ago. Yeah. I, I feel in my mind, Kyle Anderson's a lot older. Must be that uh, big, yeah. big forehead he's got. <laughs> like, you talk about the janky jump shot. Talk, I want to talk about the, uh, the forehead. <laughs> Why are you going to roast Kyle Anderson <laughs> like that, man? His forehead is just like looking at you. I guess so like dude dude's got the five head slow-mo and everything else not in
0: receding hairline he's going fast dude dude's forehead so big because he's got the brain in there bro dude dude figured out time travel his his hair is leaving him full speed ahead but the rest of him is in slow-mo uh kyle anderson please don't kill us (laughs) um continuing i have phoenix taking uh bogey Bogdan Bogdanovich, great shooter. Just He's going to do great things. Uh, I'm pretty sure he is a Piston for whatever reason. That's um, Bojan. No, Boyan is a Hawk. Oh, you're right. I'm getting confused with all that red. <laughs> I am pretty sure that's correct. Um, but yeah, so kind of run down your list real quick and then I'll run down mine. Yeah, so I got Nikola Jokic going to Cleveland number two to Milwaukee, got Joel Embiid,
1: number three to Philly, Zach Levine, four to the Orlando Magic, Marcus Smart, five to Utah, Andrew Wiggins, number six to Boston, Aaron Gordon, seven to the Lakers, Julius Randle, eight to Sacramento, Jeremy Grant, nine to Charlotte, Spencer Dinwiddie, number 10 to Philly again, Jordan Clarkson, 11 to Denver, Bogdan Bogdanovich, 12 to Orlando, Yusef 13 to Minnesota, Clint Cabela, and 14 to Phoenix, slow-mo Kyle Anderson.
0: Kind of wrapping up mine real quick, going one to Cleveland Joker, Milwaukee's taking Joel, Philly is taking Zach Levine, Orlando sticks with their pick going with Aaron Gordon, Utah is taking Marcus Smott, Boston takes Wiggy Boy, Lakers are taking Julius Randle, Sacramento is taking Jeremy Grant, Charlotte is taking Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Philly, with the 10th pick, is taking Witty. Uh Denver, with the 11th, is taking Clint Capella. Number 12 is taking Kyle Anderson, is going to Orlando. Uh, Minnesota is then taking TJ Warren. And to wrap it all up, Phoenix takes Bogey. I think that was a good episode. What do you think, Nico? I think it was pretty good. I agree. Now ladies and gentlemen, just to kind of remind you, we are two members of Raving Lunatic Media. If you want to check out the other shows, you can go ahead and go to the Discord, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You can also follow us on TikTok now. But if you can't get enough of this show, then maybe you should go check out those other shows like I said at the top of the of this show, Sci-Fi Malady, Zodiac Task Force, Cold Case Chase, The Janitor. Quick rants are coming back, and we have so much more in store for you. Nico, do you have any parting words before we wrap this up? Uh, yeah. Toodles. Bye-bye. We'll see you next week on Game Face. Oh!